Well, Jay, um, obviously you've talked all the time about, you know, one game at a time. Well, you got it. Can you just another roller coaster game up and down, crazy sequence of goals and, you know, one of your best players comes up with a huge goal. What, what were you saying during uh, the third period in overtime uh, to your team? Jason, I'll get to your question in just a second. Before I begin, I, I just want to um, pass along uh, some well wishes to a friend of mine, uh, the Assistant General Manager of the Calgary Fr Flames, uh, Chris Snow, who's uh, going through something right now. And um, uh, on behalf of myself, our coaching staff, our players in our organization, and for that matter, the city of Edmonton. Chris, everybody up north is with you in your fight right now. Um, I want to congratulate the Calgary Flames on a, a good uh, season. Um, they pushed us very hard in this series. We want to congratulate uh, the, the leadership of that team, Brad Treliving, Craig Conroy, Brad Pascal, uh, obviously Daryl Sutter and Kirk Muller and their player leadership, guys like Chris Tanev and, and Erica Branson and uh, Elias Lindholm and Michael Backlund. They were just uh, uh, excellent in this series and, and they gave us everything that we can handle. Now, to get back to your question, um, for me, um, uh, you know, I thought we didn't start the game the way we wanted to start. Uh, we fought our way back from 2 nothing down. The second period was a little bit of a crazy period, but there were a lot of good things in that period for us as well. In between the second and third, we just talked about uh, the good things that we did and, and how we had to clean up a few things defensively. Uh, I thought we had our best period in that third period. Um, you know, there were some, uh, you know, things that we could clean up uh, heading into overtime. We talked about that. But I think uh, with our group, there's a measure of uh, calm, measure of composure, and a strong belief that we have the people in the room uh, that can get us through any type of circumstance. So we felt good about our chances. Leon Dreisaitl, 17 points in, in five games. And set, I don't know, I think three different NHL records in this series. Can, and I know he's healthy and available, but I don't know if he's 100% healthy. Can you just talk about him in the whole series and again tonight, four points? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, with what Connor's done, kind of Leon's uh, performance has gone un under the radar a little bit. Um, but for what he's doing, um, you know, I think he, he has the ability to hold people off and make plays in tight spaces. And I think, uh, you know, I think he's the best passer in the National Hockey League, best passer in the world. And uh, the amount of plays that he makes for our team is um, unbelievable. To do that with what he's going through, um, you know, he's an absolute warrior. But I've said this before, uh, you know, we're when I walked into that room at the beginning of February, I was bullish on our players um, because I, I saw a sincere desire to win and not just the desire to win, uh, but I saw people willing to um, pay the price to win. So when you game plan this series after you beat LA, you didn't have much time, you looked at the series, you made your plan. Did you see a 45 goal series coming? Did you see 5-4 hockey every night? I didn't see that, uh, especially w with the way that Calgary uh, defended throughout the the season and how hard they played us. Certainly didn't see giving up nine goals in the first game. Uh, that didn't go according to plan, but we tightened some things up as the series moved along. We always felt that we had the ability to score. For us, it's sometimes not just about what we're getting, but it's about what we're giving up. And uh, 
you know, as the series went on, we got better at, at that. Uh, tonight wasn't our finest hour in terms of defending, but you talk about uh, uh, 20 men digging in for each other and finding a way in less than perfect circumstances. I think tonight was the example of that. Jay, Jay you mentioned the calm. Where do you think that came from? Like that wasn't something that this team had been known for over the last little while. And when you look at the emotional swings that happen in this series, you know, was there ever really a moment, even in game one, as you're down five or six, that you felt like this was out of reach at any point? No, uh, I, I never felt that. Um, I think the calm comes from our leadership group. You know, we, you know, we've had some players that have gone through some things over the last six or seven years, playoff-wise. We have uh, brought in some players to the organization with a little bit more playoff experience. And I think everyone goes to Duncan Keith and his Hall of Fame resume and his three cups. But um, even Brett Kulak uh, went to the final last year. So he has an understanding of what it takes. Obviously, Mike Smith has great experience. Um, you know, so I think there's just a measure of composure about our group. And I just keep going back to the fact that um, you know, we talk about it all the time that we got we got the people in the room that can get through sticky circumstances. And whether you play four minutes or 24 minutes, uh, your contribution is valued. You're important on our team. And we've said this before, there is uh, room for contribution and greatness from everybody. There's a level of just commitment and grinding and tenacity that's just required at playoff time. Yeah. Uh, maybe just talk about the different layers you're getting that from and maybe starting with Zach Hyman kind yeah. of at the forefront of that play. Yeah, well, I mean, Zach uh, is is effort uh, personified. Um, you talk about someone who's found his groove here in this series, just kind of finding a way to get on the score sheet every game. Um, you know, I don't know if you picked it up or not, but I've made a flip during the game and, and uh, I thought it made us better. He's that type of guy who... Um, who makes people around him better. But you're talking about the self-sacrifice required to win at this time of year. It comes down to blocking shots. It comes down to making hard plays on the wall. It comes down to guaranteeing pucks behind the other team's decor. Um, it comes down to a big face-off, a big save. And we got people that are uh, just um, willing to work for each other. And it's a fun group to stand behind. Just a, just a word on the emotion of the moment. The goal goes in and, and what it means for, for a franchise in a city that you know, the hockey team hasn't done well for, for quite some time and just what, that, what, that, what it's like to be part of this. Yeah, well, I think uh, the Edmonton Oilers organization is a proud organization. We're proud of our history. We're proud of the Hall of Fame people that have come through uh, our organization. We're proud of the different runs that the team has gone on throughout the years. But our team wants to contribute to that type of history. And our team, um, you know, um, is looking to make its own mark. Uh, so the emotion of that moment, I think um, it was an important moment for our team. Um, but that said, we're, uh, we're, we're going to the round, round of four, so the third round of the playoffs, uh, where there's only four teams left. Um, Right now, we're we're gonna enjoy this. I'm gonna tell you that we are gonna enjoy this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I, uh, however long the flight is back from Calgary, but uh, to do this against your arch rival and close them out in their building in the fashion that we did, we will enjoy it. We're gonna rest up and recuperate, and we know that uh, whoever uh, comes out of that other series is gonna be a, a really good opponent for us. Jay Connor was just in here, and he said he 
felt like he just didn't quite have the legs tonight. Undoubtedly still dangerous, but mm -hmm. to get picked up by Leon and then to what went behind the decision to, to put Zach on that spot? Yeah, I just I thought uh, I thought we were a little sluggish as a group, uh, not just Connor, um, but as a group, uh, I thought there was more to give and uh, just flipping the uh, cane and and uh, uh, Hyman the way we did. I thought it. it boosted uh, Connor and Leon a little bit. It allowed us to get Kane on um, the matchup that we wanted um, and uh, gave us a little bit of a spark. So it doesn't always work like that, but tonight it did. Jay, when you just talked about flipping them, uh, yeah. and at the start of the second period, I saw you go over to Vander and have some words. What, what did you say to him there? I just let him know what was going to happen there. I didn't say it in the room in between inter in the intermission. Um, so I wanted him to understand clearly what I was looking for and, and uh, have an understanding of what we were trying to do as a, as a team. Your review there, Jay, or the review, yeah. the challenge in the third, your, your thoughts, your Yeah, I, your I mean, we, we were pretty confident that they were going to, you know, it was going to be called that way. Uh, we thought it was, and, uh, but you never know, and we're fortunate that uh, it did go our way. Good. Thanks, guys. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.